Hello. And welcome. To Diverse. The Tea. We are two friends that love to flop chop. And cut up. And for the haters that don't like our intro, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's because we definitely got some feedback and... You can suck my big toe because <laughs> it's like our intro. <laughs> it's going to stick. And when it's on t-shirts, they're going to be wearing them. And if we ever change it, it's not because y'all told us you didn't like it. Mm, team. <laughs> okay. Now that we had addressed the haters. <laughs> um, Lauren, do you want to hear a funny joke? Sure. I wrote a song about a tortilla. Uh, wait. Actually. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Actually, it's more of a rap. Bitch, I hate you. <laughs> well, I was going to tell a time traveling joke, but you didn't like it. I didn't like it? I don't get it. I was going to tell a time traveling joke, but you didn't like it. You really don't get it? Like, I don't like the joke? I was going to tell a time traveling joke, but you didn't like it. Oh, like you went back in time and, and and you was gonna tell me the joke, but I didn't like the joke previously. Like I was gonna tell you a joke, but you didn't. Like I went to the future. I okay, this is done. <laughs> I get it, but I was just like, did I just time travel my brain? <laughs> uh, you had deja vu. I really did. Oh, well, that was so good, but okay. You know, I mean, I kind of feel like mine was a little better. I'm not gonna lie. It went over your head. Well, I've already heard this before, so. Oh, all right, y'all. We're gonna get into some topics this week. This, so this week, we will be talking about a TV show that is sweeping the nation, has swept the nation for a good bit of time now. Bob's Burgers, if you're familiar, Bob's Burgers is a TV show. It has 12 seasons. It usually comes on Fox. Um, you got the dad, the mom, you got the little kids or whatever. It's one of those adult cartoon shows. One of the only good Honestly. adult cartoon and shows. It's off Netflix. I literally wanted to die, but it is on Hulu. Okay, period per team Hulu. Um, I literally just used your Hulu for Bob's Burgers. <laughs> so, you know what? I forget that you guys use my Hulu, and I really think you guys use my Hulu more than I do. I, yeah, I literally only get on there for Bob's Burgers or unless like a new documentary comes out that's on specifically Ooh. only on Hulu, then I'll get on there. But yeah, I rarely use it. Okay. Well, um, if you're familiar with Bob's Burgers, there's a character by the name of Jimmy Pesto. He is Bob's adversary. The voice actor, his name is Jay Johnston, has been removed from the cast of the show Bob's Burgers. And you may be asking, girl, why they take him out the show? Girl, let me tell you. If you recall, in 2021, there was a attempt of a coup on the United States of America, child. You know, the um, right wings was coming to the Capitol building to come storm it. I don't know what they were going to do when they got there what their goal was i don't know what the goal was i don't know if they were going to try and kill somebody i don't know what i don't know what the intent was but honey amongst the crowd was mr j johnston and they got mr j johnston i'm talking about mad he had a mask on his face they caught him off guard mask down all the way <laughs> 
you were worried about COVID, you would have been cut. If you were, <laughs> if you would have been a little bit more cautious in a few seconds, he probably would have got off. So what happened was the FBI tweeted pictures of people that they were trying to look for um, that were involved in the insurrection of the um, Capitol building. And people on the internet who are Bob's Burgers fans were joking and they were like, oh my gosh, it's Jay Johnston. Like, Jay Johnston, like, the dude who does um, Jimmy Pesto's voice. Well, a bunch of comedians started coming forward and they were like, no, that's not a joke. That is Jay Johnston. A lot of comedians came forward and pretty much aired him out and was like, yeah, he's a very proud Trump supporter. He um, is attached or hashtag affiliated. I don't know why I said hashtag. <laughs> um, also having affiliations with the Proud Boys, if you don't know, is a extreme rights um, group, alt-right group. Um, they were very, you know, prejudiced. Hmm. If I if I can say that word, <laughs> I just I just looked at a picture of him and yeah I could see it. You could see it definitely. You know what? You want to see the picture of the um, FBI thing? Cause that John was funny. I'm not even gonna lie. They really caught him off guard. <laughs> <laughs> they really caught him slipping. So yeah. I think it's pretty funny, pretty scary to think that you know TV shows like Bob's Burgers. I feel like it's a pretty progressive TV show. Am I wrong? I, yeah, I definitely agree. Like some, of this, it really makes you think about some of the jokes that they make on there. Like, who's telling these jokes? Who's saying these jokes? And what do they mean behind them? Like, are they just telling jokes for a check or? I specifically remember one episode of Bob's Burgers. I recently watched it with my boyfriend, and I was shook as. Oh my gosh! The FBI I'm tweeted so that. I'm so dead. I could see. I'm Caught so him dead. off so golf guard. <laughs> But I remember on this one episode of Bob's Burgers, um, it dealt with, I think it was the guidance counselor, and he had a sweater, and it said, he was, it was like a knitting group. Mm -hmm. And the, like, I guess the catchphrase was used was, what's up my knitters? Like, knitters, like knits like you knit a sweater i'm <laughs> so screaming so now once this tea has came out it's kind of like hmm. as a thoroughbred knitter <laughs> i would just like to say <laughs> i am scared i would that was like the one time i was like whoa like my burgers you know they'd have some jokes but i was like whoa they really put that on tv <laughs> 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 like, one of the like this wasn't like a late season. It was like a good, I think it was- One of the earlier ones? No, I mean, like it was one of the newer ones. Oh, it was like one of the later seasons. Yeah. Oh, wow. They was really pushing the boundaries, huh? <laughs> like this is not the early 2000s, baby. You can't be- <laughs> Yeah, you know, early 2000s, you can get away with anything. Yeah. <laughs> 90s, ooh, that was a time for TV. A time, but nowadays you better watch your mouth. <laughs> um. I don't know. I think it's just interesting to see how this event is still coming back to bite people. Yeah. I love it. I love that. Yeah. And I love that we're exposing every single last person who was involved in this. But it really makes you think, like, who are people behind closed doors? Like, can you just watch a TV show and trust that the people entertaining you are not going to try to 
overthrow the government. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of just like weird. Um, I know it's not like a lot of tea and I know it's kind of just like a information I just brought to the table, but when I think of Boss Burgers, I just could not see a voice actor or a character. It's just like a type of show that I feel like you'd have to sign on to like be down with everything. And let me not, let me not like beat around the bush. Jimmy Pesto is like into some nasty stuff. Am I not wrong? Like Jimmy Pesto, either he's gay or like he does some type of like BDSM stuff. Like they always joke about Jimmy Pesto like having a partner or something. I can't, I can't remember. I honestly, Jimmy Pesto is like my least favorite character of Bob's Burgers. I'm weak. Um, so I'm not really sad to see him go. <laughs> Bye, bitch. At least, um, so they find a good, they're probably, I mean, they're not gonna throw him out, like, you know, like, they're definitely gonna try and find someone to replicate the voice. I hope they throw him out, honestly. You really think so? I think if Bob's Burgers is really woke, the way that Bob's Burgers wants to come off across, they'll throw him away. I just feel like with those, I feel like it would be just so easy to replace the voice character, because, I mean, it's, it's not a live person you know what I mean it's a cartoon I feel like it would be so easy but I mean I am curious to see what they do about it you know in the future yeah and I'm curious to see how the rest of the show holds up because 12 seasons is a lot of seasons yeah but I will say and don't quote me on this Bob's Burgers has been going strong for a long time they have a lot of momentum for an adult cartoon show I mean, they've definitely cemented themselves up there with, like, The Simpsons and, like, Family Guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're definitely that next... Or, well, they've definitely been that cartoon family show. But I don't know. I mean, I hope Bob's Burgers stays intact. Me too. Because that's I, the only adult cartoon I like. <laughs> I doubt they'll break the whole show apart just for one character. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's kind of definitely, like... Sheesh, girl, how do we bounce back from this? I mean, I could see something like if Jimmy Pestle's restaurant like moved or shut like, down or something. Could, yeah, they could easily like spin it into something low key. Um, I do also hope that they like charge this guy though. This Jay Johnson yeah. dude. You know, we talked about last um episode about people in power, you know, kind of can get away with things. So he's probably gonna he's gonna lawyer up for sure. Well, you know, I don't know much about that law or whatever. I don't know much about lawyers. Oh, oh but... we'll get into it later. Oh, okay, paper. But whoever prosecuting this man, I don't care how many lawyers he got. Y'all better prosecute this man. Well, I definitely would like to keep updated on that to follow. Just because that's my favorite little show or whatever. We'll definitely keep tabs on that. Yeah. Topic. So my topic is something okay it's gonna be a lot of statistics a lot of facts so bear with me i think it's really interesting and very important to know about so i'm gonna try and make it interesting so what i'm gonna be talking about are, are wrongful convictions um so wrongful convictions you know people are being sent to jail or prison um, for long sentences and then come to find out they're actually innocent so, um, mm. the innocentproject.org stated, well, quoted, those proven to have been wrongfully convicted through post-conviction DNA testing spent on average more than 14 years behind bars. Wow. 
14 years, that's a lot of time to be in jail for something you didn't do. Um, so that just like really stuck out to me like, okay. Mm-hmm. So whenever someone is wrongfully convicted, um, you know, comes out that they're innocent or whatever, a lot of times they're given uh, monetary compensation. So they're getting paid um, a set amount based on how long they were in jail for. And also they can be given services. So that can be financial support, you know, basic necessities, food, transportation, helping them secure affordable housing, getting them insurance, counseling services, assistance with their education. Sure, they better give everything. That's what I'm saying. As well as getting custody of children, like what? Yeah, like they'll try and help them regain custody of their children. Oh wow. But not every state in the United States has compensation law like set compensation laws like this so mm. some of these states and they some of these states surprise me like i figured like they kind of would but some of them i'm not kind of surprised by so those states include alaska arizona arkansas delaware georgia kentucky new mexico north dakota oregon pennsylvania south carolina south dakota and wyoming so wait so states. those states do not have laws Yes, like they don't have, com- like they don't have a set com- compensation law. Yes. Oh, I feel like those are some states that you definitely could get arrested for, <laughs> wrongfully convicted in. I feel like. <laughs> yes, <laughs> New Mexico, yeah. Or then you have Arkansas, where they're um not charging you that need to be charged. Um, yeah. you know, we got into that before, so we we won't address it again. Um, so that's just. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I am in jail for if I'm in jail for a year, if I'm in jail for uh, more than thirty minutes. It's <laughs> something I'm innocent for. You better give me something. But really, like that long. Think about all the memories you had missed. What you missed your children growing up. You know milestones of their lives. You've missed out on your life. Like you, you could you could be a doctor, go to college. Fourteen years, girl. You got know I mean? wrinkles going on your face by the time you get out. Like. And the, the fact that they're putting, they came up with how much money that they give to people. Like, how much money is your freedom worth? You know what I mean? How much money are, is it worth for you to be losing all exactly life experiences? So even just putting a money, I mean, it's good that they are giving people money back. But like putting a dollar amount based on like, the on year, a, I don't know how they can come up with that, you know? A dollar amount on your own life. Right? Um, But also... So even though if you live in a state where they do have compensation laws, not everyone gets compensated um, once they are found innocent. So some people are not compensated if they quote unquote contributed to the wrongful convictions. So for instance, you know how sometimes people will go to jail because they they stated that they did a crime but mm-hmm. really they didn't they were just coerced into saying that mm-hmm. so people like that sometimes won't get compensated so if you have if you have like involvement but you're not really you ain't do it still no so like you know how sometimes police off like during in interrogation police officers will kind of convince someone to say that they did it but really they did it like sometimes they'll be interrogated for like 12 hours and eventually they're just like fine yes i did it but you really did yeah if they find out that you truly were innocent sometimes they won't compensate you because they're like 
you pled guilty even though you were innocent. So you kind of. Oh wow! You did it yourself. Mm-hmm. Thing. Um, and uh, another reason why they won't compensate you is if you are a felon. So like you, you have other. Yeah, you were innocent. You were innocent of this, but you were guilty of these other things. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, and you gotta think about it. If you're in jail and then like you murder someone in jail, I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> but even though they kind of put you in that situation, when yeah. It, but you did something in jail that kind of, you know, stuff like that. Oh just... yeah. But if you really think about it, like. Who's, who would need that money the most? Like, somebody who already, like, you're gonna be considered a felon because you already have a conviction, right? Mm-hmm. So if something goes down, they're gonna assume, oh, you reoffended, right? Yep. You can get wrongfully accused. And if you don't get money back for being wrongfully like accused, you missed out on money from the first time that you were locked up. Mm-hmm. Now you're missing out on money again where you were wrongfully accused and you don't get nothing off of that. There's just so much to it, and it just really, it triggers me. Okay, so I found out on a really helpful website called The Equal Justice. Basically, it talks about different ways that people are wrongfully convicted, so things that kind of go into it. Well, there have been 2,927 exonerations since 1989. So those are people who have been, you know, freed after being wrongly convicted, and so that amounts to more than 25,600 years of freedom lost. I know, I believe um, on this website, it was either 42 or 47 years was the longest conviction. Of a wrongful conviction? Yeah, of a wrongful, like he was in jail for 47 years. Oh no. Yeah. Isn't um, Larry Hoover the guy that um, Drake and Kanye was doing the concert for? They say he was wrongfully Convicted. Oh, I don't. I didn't even pay attention to that concert. I really don't know what was going on with it. Um, done. Okay. Anyways, but mm, nice little tea there. So, so some reasons that people are wrongly convicted. Um, scratch that. So the rate of exonerations are still rising due to um, the unreliable justice system. Um, and so some reasons that go into that are one, the lack of accountability from police and prosecu- prosecutors. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, when a police chief goes up for election, oftentimes they'll try and close a high-profile case mm-hmm. because it makes them look good. So you'll see some shady chief police officers that will try and hurry up and close that case to make them like, ooh. Oh, I did that. Case. Yeah, like, they'll do anything to close that case. So, that's one. That's just, that's just like one example. There's plenty of other ones. Um, another reason is relying on junk science. So some examples of junk science um, include blood splatter analysis. So in a lot of different um, investigations, they'll rely on blood splatter analysis, but there's no really science backing that up. Like basically blood splatter analysis is so same. I murdered you, okay? I hit you in the head. <laughs> I don't gruesome, but I hit you in the head with a baseball bat, okay? You bl- the blood water on the wall so mm. they'll they can they'll use that blood splatter analysis to determine like how tall the person was what hand they um hold on y'all my work phone keeps blowing up <laughs> i'm, uh, I'm okay. trying to escape your nine to five and here go your nine to five ringing you 
yeah so they'll use blood splatter now to try to figure out like how tall a person is what hand they use it with all the different types of things but there really is no science backing that stuff up like there's no set in stone mm -hmm. it's just people who who've practiced like practice doing it and they just know stuff yeah like <laughs> it's kind of like how people say that chiropractors are not like you know people say like chiropractors are like aren't real doctors yeah <laughs> like there's no benefits to like going to a chiropractor but i mean a lot of people you know well, sure i know it was helpful for me so sure help for me too sure <laughs> Some of the junk science include bite mark analysis, using canine dogs, hair analysis, shoe print, and bullet analysis. Wait, the um, dogs don't work. So, <laughs> what you trying to say? <laughs> so sometimes dogs, like you're relying on dogs who, yeah, they've been trained, but at the end of the day, they're still dogs. Like oh! <laughs> certain things can you know mess up a dog they can lead dogs oh. can lead you to places for instance i work at a specific county i work for this one county and this dog went and sniffed a so-called bomb at the county and there was a whole bomb there we had a lead building everything and then when they opened up the thing it wasn't it was just it was just a suitcase of stuff like there was nothing that was like a bomb type I'm thing so like, see in that case the dog was like there's a bomb like he alerted that there was a bomb and there was no bomb. Mm. So that can happen if a dog is searching for, you know, a person and they stop at somebody's house and then they mm. go in the house, they don't find nothing, but they use that person as their suspect, you know? Right. I, I mean, dogs do help in a lot of situations, but they're not 100% reliable mm. all the time. And it's hard. I mean, we can't talk to the dog. So we can't <laughs> hey, yo, dog, are you short? <laughs> Another big one is the bite mark analysis. I know this is being, it's not being used a lot anymore, but in the past it was used often and a lot of people were convicted on that. So a lot of times whenever there's sexual assaults, the um, assaulter will bite the um, victim and it'll leave, you know, it'll leave a bruise. Like I'm sure a lot of us have been bitten by like our younger siblings or something. It's like so they'll they'll use that bruise as a way to compare it to people's dental records well you gotta think about it everybody bruises differently i'm so weak <laughs> so you could try and match it like they'll say like oh there's a space right here they have a space between those two teeth or oh there's right. a mark right here because he's missing a tooth it could just be that they didn't bite down that hard or the position that they bit down so bite mark analysis isn't always reliable but one of the biggest <laughs> um reasons why people were convicted is eyewitness statements mm. and as we know well we should know eyewitness statements are not always reliable because the witnesses can be influenced due to their biases you know racism right being led by detectives you know in interrogation detectives might try and lead you a certain way or ask leading questions they'll try and get you to convict people that's one reason and then plainly just getting information wrong there happens all the time where even you think back to your childhood or you can even think back to something that happened like a few weeks ago and you sure. like, like this but it didn't like it didn't <laughs> memory be all messed up yeah like for instance have you ever like gotten into an altercation with someone or like a, you got into a wreck? Have you ever been able to be like, oh, the guy was wearing this shirt 
this color pants. He had this color hair. Right. And like, I, I feel like some people are good with descriptions, but if I were to ever be in a situation where something happened to me and I had to like talk to a sketch artist, I could not describe nobody's face well enough. For I mean, nine times out of 10, if you have to describe someone's features to a sketch artist, you're probably so traumatized that you're trying to like process and remove, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that event from your mind, like, yeah, and I know sometimes that they'll put people under hypnosis in order to get them to remember things. Like, they'll bring them back to the time and have them remember stuff. But no, I do not think I would be helpful. Mm -mm. I do not have a very... I don't pay attention to little details, so... I'm sad. This website also mentioned some statistics about the type of people who are usually wrongfully convicted. So African-Americans make up 47% of exonerations, even though they only make up 13% of the population. Mm. Innocent black people are seven times more likely to be convicted of murder than innocent white people. And black people who are convicted of murder are about 50% more likely to be innocent than non-black people convicted of murder. So. That's actually really sad. You said seven times? Yes, they are seven times more likely to be convicted. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. What a good, what a good day to be black. Yeah, so, and we'll get into that a little bit later because that goes into our next topic a little bit. Another reason why people are convicted, sometimes people have intellectual disabilities and it can sometimes be easy for um, law enforcement to get people with intellectual disabilities to admit to things that they didn't do. They prey on the people. That's so evil. Yeah, they'll prey on the people who don't have voice or can't speak up. And I found this website, it's called law.umich.edu. And they list all of the wrongful convictions since 1989. You can literally go into the, go on the website and go into each case of people and figure out what they were convicted of. And basically all the, the new information that came out that got them exonerated. So, um, and when I was reading through there, I saw there were a few where the person who was um, convicted had intellectual disabilities. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I only looked at like a couple of them and I, there was a couple, had the people had intellectual disabilities. So like, I remember on one specific one, I can't remember the name, but the law enforcement were like interrogate him and he would answer like yes to um, questions and then a couple weeks later he would answer no to the same questions and they asked mm. him like do you know the difference between like right and wrong and like the difference between like a truth and a lie and he didn't wow yeah and he was convicted for like a long time like those are just some examples and now we're gonna get into a crime you know based off that website that i just stated this one stuck out to me it occurred in North Carolina, and you know, like we said, Mika and me are based in North Carolina, so that's why I chose it. <laughs> so let's get into it. So the crime that occurred was that a white woman in North Carolina, she answered a knock on her door, and a man with a knife forced his way into her home, and then he raped her twice, oh my God. and then fled the scene after taking some fruit from a bowl in her kitchen. That is so random. <laughs> It reminded me, have you heard of the John Bonet case? Yes. You know, like they like ate pine the killer like ate pineapple like, in the house. That is what it reminded me of. The person who was eventually convicted for this crime is Willie Grimes. He was 41 at the time that the crime happened. And so he was convicted of, you know, raping the woman in North Carolina. So the victim describes her attacker 
as a black man who was about six feet tall, 200 to 225 pounds, and was about 35 years old. He was dark skinned and had long bushy hair. Wait, stop. Because a lot of that description could have been me. Oh, oh, stop. <laughs> I'm so dead. Okay. <laughs> so a few days later, she spoke with a neighbor who was an informant for the police. She was unaware that the neighbor was an informant for the police. So she was speaking to this neighbor and she said she had new information on the attacker, um, what the attackers looked like. She stated that the attacker had a mole and talked with a lisp. She said, you know, either he had a lisp or he could have been drunk and was basically kind of like slurring his words. But um, she also said, so since the neighbor was an informant for the police, um, she knew she was like, oh, the neighbor was like, oh, that's Willie Grimes. Like, I guess she knew who he was. So the informant went to the police to tell them, like, the lady she's talking about, the, the man that um, the victim was talking about is Willie Grimes. So the victim went in to go talk to the police and they were given, the police gave her a new lineup with um, Grimes in the lineup now. Keep in mind, Grimes has short hair. The lady said the man had bushy hair whenever she gave her first um, eyewitness statement, but Grimes had short hair. Um, and whenever, basically, yeah, so she picked, ended up picking Grimes out in the new police lineup mm-hmm. and Grimes was notified and he immediately turned himself in because he heard he had a warrant and he wasn't scared because he knew he was innocent. Now, Grimes does have a history. He had um, two drunk driving incidences and then a trespassing incident. Mm -hmm. Um, So technically, they're not violent crimes, but, you know, drunk driving is still a very serious crime. Yes. Um, And trespassing, depending on, you know, what they had to do with, but they were nonviolent crimes. So at the preliminary hearing, um, three weeks after the attack, the victim stated that Grimes looked like her assailant. And, you know... It's a lot of back and forth. I feel like you need to... If you got to put a man away from the life... You, you got to be pretty sure. Because you yeah. kind of going back and forth between... <laughs> he had short hair, long hair. He looked like this, looked like that. He had yeah. lisp, but I think he was drunk. It's a lot of... Exactly. Yeah. And I understand, like, traumatic experiences are hard to re- recall. But at the same time, it's like, girl... Yeah, I mean, if I feel like, especially if you, as you can see, this case, this case relies heavily on eyewitness statement. Yeah, and you need to be very sure as an eyewitness, you know what happened that you witnessed. Yeah, like come on now, this man, this has been life, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, okay. Also, the victim stated that Grimes, she, also the victim mistaked Grimes' attorney as her attacker. So she thought Grimes' attorney was Grimes. And they still took her word in court? Yes! (laughs) Does that not make you, like, invalid to to, (laughs) your statements just straight up invalid? Like, ma'am, you don't even know what you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. But at the time, you know, this was back in the, this was in the 80s, I believe. Really? What I say, dude? Yes, I believe. I don't think I put it in here, but I'm pretty sure this was in the 80s. And, you know, 
not saying racism is not present in today's society because we know it is but this was a different time yeah so a white woman saying that a black man raped her is gonna I mean, be very hard to sway the images of a, jur- a jury unfortunately the victim's eyewitness statement was a little fishy a crime lab analysis stated that the hair found in the victim's bed sheet was microscopically consistent with Grimes' hair. So they didn't say that was Grimes' hair or like they didn't they didn't give you no percentage like no ninety nine. What? Wait, that would make no sense. We have already stated either. before that hair analysis is not is um fake science basically like right. So it's not to me. It's looking. I mean, I feel like if this was, this case was tried today, they would be like. Throw this out of here. Yeah. Get her out of here. So also, you know how I mentioned that the attacker took some fruit from the lady's bowl at her <laughs> house. Well, the two fingerprints taken on the fruit bowl in the kitchen were determined not to be Grimes. When was that? Because how long has this man been? Is he still convicted, right? He's still in jail? No, he's 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 been free. Oh, amen. I'll just pull him to you. Okay. <laughs> so... Grimes presented eight alibi witnesses who said that Grimes was with them that evening. Grimes, you know, also testified that on his behalf, he was with those eight people. And Grimes testified that he weighed between 158 to 165 pounds. It's like a weird, like, little different thing. Yeah. You know, the lady was said that her assailant was 200 to, like, 225. So, that's a pretty big difference. Um, But honestly, if I look at somebody, I could not guess what they weighed. So, I'm going to hold her to that. Yeah. (laughs) But Willie, um, Willie Grimes also had a prominent scar on his chest. And two fingertips on his right hand were missing. These are details that the victim never mentioned. Um, Mm. We can say she wasn't paying attention. But... I don't know if I mentioned it before, but the attacker was shirtless. Either he was shirtless when he came in or he took off his shirt. But so they said, like, I didn't see a picture of the scar. I tried to look it up and couldn't find his scar. Mm-hmm. But they said it was that pretty prominent and would have been very noticeable. The attacker had the scar. No, Grimes has a scar. Oh. And the lady never mentioned that the dude had a scar. She said he. She said her attacker was shirtless, but she didn't say that he had a big scar on his chest like Grimes. Okay. Yes. So, in the end, Grimes was convicted of two counts of rape and one count of kidnapping. So, he was in jail. Pretty sure he was for life in prison without parole. Wow. Yes. And so, in 2003, the North Carolina Center on Actual Innocence in Durham began to investigate Grimes' case. So, the fingerprints found on the fruit bowl. In 2003, you know, they have a little bit more DNA testing, all type of stuff. And those fingerprints match a man named, with the last name of Turner. Hmm. And Turner was one of the men who was in the first photo lineup. Remember when I said that there was someone who the police thought it was going to be? But she mm-hmm. didn't pick him out. He was one of the people in the first lineup. And they ended up being his fingerprints. Hmm. Hmm. What a surprise. So Turner, who was never charged with the case, obviously, had been convicted of dozen more assaults <gasps> in the time that Grimes was in prison. So wow. while Grimes was in prison for a murder he did not commit, Turner, who actually was you know, his DNA was on the fruit bowl. He was out there. Still being crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. out of the dozen assaults, seven of these were on women. Mm. So he was assaulting men and women. I don't know if that's sexually, 
you know, physically whatever, but he was assaulting them. So in 2003, I mean, 2010, a petition was filed with the North Carolina Innocence Commission seeking to overturn Grimes' convictions. In May 2012, Grimes was finally paroled, but listed as a sex offender. What? Yeah. So then two years later after that, in 2014, they finally declared that he was innocent and he was cleared of all charges. So I'm assuming he was removed off of that list. <laughs> so they found out in 2003 that it wasn't him. And he didn't get released till 2014. <gasps> yeah. So that's a big gap. So Grimes ended up being in prison for 24 years for a crime he did wow. not commit. Yeah. And the sad part is, it's like... 14 of them years, you really didn't even have to sit up in that because <laughs> you already knew. Everybody already knew. That's what I'm saying. So he really was just waiting because <laughs> wow. you got to think about it. Judges and police officers, detectives, they're, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. Yeah. So you could, an attorney can bring them with new facts, but they're not going to be like, oh, snap, we messed up. Like, right. they can investigate that, see what they did wrong. Like, hmm, seems and they're going to be very slow about it because they don't, they don't want to release him. They want to act like they got the right person in jail. Right. So Grimes filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against the city that he was convicted in seeking, you know, damages for his wrongful conviction and incarceration. And in 2016, he was offered $3.25 million. And then he was awarded $750,000 from the state. And then in 2019, he received an additional $2.2 million. So, I mean, that's a pretty penny. However, 24 years in prison. I feel like you wouldn't even know what to do with all that money. Because you'd be so accustomed to such a, like an unfortunate life that you just spent the last like you know twenty four years living like you can't buy youthfulness you can't buy. And Willie was forty one whenever he was convicted. Oh my god! So when he got out, he was sixty five. So yeah, he was an older he was an older man, and I mean I'm really I'm happy that he survived because honestly, you got to think about. People, I feel like people nowadays have been kind of dying, you know, like. Fairly young. Yeah. So to be in jail in those conditions and live to be sick or something, I mean, kudos to him. But yeah. I know that it's like, I mean, you know, I did say that he did have prior convictions, so I don't know if he was in jail or not. But 41 years of your life and then you go to jail. Or how you commit, like. Wow. On. I'm about to look at this if he's still alive. I hope so. And I hope he's spending that good money. Right. He, he did write a book. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I, I wonder what the book was about. Then I'm read it. Sorry. Um, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not trying to be reading. But, okay. I don't see nothing about no, I don't see no death date. So, I'm assuming he's still alive. Okay, per. <laughs> okay. Here's what his book was. It's called The Ghost of an Innocent Man. Ooh. You know he paid somebody good to write that book. Ooh, yeah. He didn't. Uh, it wasn't him who who wrote it. It was written by Benjamin Rat Rachlin Rachlin. 
Um, but it was about Willie Grimes' um, exoneration. And, mm -hmm. and you know, Billy got a pretty penny. Yeah, you know he had to get some money for it. But you know what, though? I'm I'm sad that he's, like, missed a lot of his life. But you know, a lot of families out here, honey, especially in North Carolina, a lot of these families is out here trying to beat that generational poverty, baby. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Especially them families of color, if you the blue, black, purple shades. You feel me? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if he unfortunately passed away in, like, the next... 10, 20 years, I hope that at least a couple million is set away for people who carry his last name or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, they should do something really serious, invest or something. Like, keep that money going for y'all family because y'all got did so wrong. And it just, it just like shakes me up so much because like they're really sitting in there knowing that they're innocent and knowing people out there don't believe him. <sighs> Even when he got out, you know, they're probably hella people in that town still being like oh i think you did it like, yeah like he said he didn't yeah so regardless you're gonna be treated differently even if even once they finally say like oh he's innocent like you're still gonna be treated differently um you still lost 24 years of your life like come on now but i definitely recommend you guys go on that website and look up some of the cases because some of them are literally so sad like i mainly was just looking at the north carolina ones just because that is where I'm from and I wanted to know um and there was a good bit in North Carolina so look at your state really yeah what's that called again so it's www.law.umich.edu and you can look and they'll give you like more detailed searches you can look at you could it shows you you know the longest time someone's been in jail oh wow really it was a really good website okay period university of michigan law school yeah. so i think it's really good that we have access to stuff like that so now we can see now something you know that comes with this how do you feel about the death penalty death penalty are we talking about death penalty as in like electric chair are we talking about death penalty as in like pop a pill take a nap and you never wake up yeah i'm talking about lethal injection i think lethal, I think lethal injection. injection is the only death penalty that's still around right i don't no one does electric chairs anymore <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what i'm gonna have electric chair <laughs> yeah i think it's lethal injection now i don't know if, if if i say that i think it should happen does that make me a republican because that's not what i'm trying yeah. to <laughs> that's not what i'm trying so, to go for i feel like i think it's a very per like i don't really think it goes into politics too much i think it's a lot of just how you feel personally i don't agree with it i feel like <laughs> i always say i could never be like a like a lawyer because i always feel for both parties and like almost everything i'm so weak not saying that people shouldn't be convicted of their crimes obviously they should but i feel like not every person who does something bad is a bad person um... and i'm like a lot of times they had a rough childhood and i think that the ultimate punishment is to be in jail but I think if you, like the dude who did Sandy Hook, electric chair, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like electric chair. <laughs> like the, the kid who just recently shot up his school talking about some, hey yo, bro, let me in. Electric chair. Oh my God, him and his parents. <laughs> electric chair, parents too included. <laughs> the way I look at it is like, I feel like sometimes death is an easy way out. Like if you're in jail, well, I don't know. I've seen a lot of jail TikToks recently. It's so <laughs> Oh, yeah. Them jail TikToks, they be on live. 
we have a dog up there. They be, yeah, they be having a, first of all, how you got a cell phone? They be in there cooking like ramen noodle cakes and stuff. Like, <laughs> yes, honey. Let me tell you something. They be having a good old time in jail. I'm not gonna tell y'all what I was doing, but I was at work and I was um, doing something and somebody was like, yeah, jail is the best time I ever had in my life. And I was like, girl, what are you talking you about? She was like, <laughs> I had no- more things. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I had no bills. I had to worry about this. I had to worry about Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot about no bills, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at she was like, Jill really gives you time to clear your mind. And I'm yeah. sure she was right. I'm sure she yeah. um, to an extent she was right. I will say that some homeless people like do petty crimes so they can yeah. really, so they could eat. Yeah. Like or get out the cold. You know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like we just I don't know. Especially after oh, I kinda of felt this way a long time because I watched so many documentaries about, you know, people ended up being innocent and wrongly convicted and everything. And especially from times like way back whenever DNA testing wasn't a thing, like I feel like all those cases need to be retested. I'm so weak because <laughs> Definitely somebody was wrongfully convicted and wrongfully killed. Yeah. There, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people who were killed. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I believe that, and I believe that's true and all. But my thing is, is, like, if you kill more than four people, I feel like you <laughs> you need that shot, baby. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you kill one person and it's, like, some type of heater, you know what I'm saying? Like, police officers that shoot unarmed people, mm-hmm. like, wrongfully kill people, I want them to sit and deal with that pain but like if you just came out of nowhere like you went to a walmart and just started airing it out no you gotta get that serial killer you gotta get that shot baby we gotta push we gotta push you down like a bad dog (laughs) she go to sleep i just i don't know like i think it's just the type of person i am i just cannot get behind with it but Mm -mm. I know whenever there are cases where, I mean, 100%, like, you fucking did it. You know, all these <laughs> like, I just be hoping that they get their ass beat in jail. In jail? That's not fair to the prisoners. I, I know, right? Lead them to the prisoners to do something. I don't know. I'm just hoping that they literally have a miserable life. But, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think jail is just the easy way. I mean, death is just the easy way out. And then I always, yeah, I really do always think about people who are wrongfully put to death but um that's my biggest thing i feel like there's so many people who are wrongfully convicted mm-hmm. which would infer that too many people have probably been wrongfully put to death when death penalty was like a thing but and those numbers were just from the 80s yeah and those are the only people that we found out so far so i'm sure there's still people mm-hmm. from that time in there Same. who yeah Conspiracy theory. The government don't want to pay all that money out. They know who's wrongfully been convicted, but they don't. Look how much money exactly. they had. They just had to pay this man out so much money. So much. And there was 2,000 people. That's probably why all these other states are not getting on board with having these. Um, <laughs> We're going to be broke. <laughs> we got all these locked up. We are not paying you. I mean, I'm sure that they have to do. I mean, you know, like I said, that sometimes they'll offer services and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. try to get you home. But they're like, mm, you won't have to find that job by yourself. And you, you know what's interesting? The 14th Amendment technically states that, like, you can't be owned by any entity unless you've been convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. And if they, like, say you've been wrongfully convicted, but they strip you of your rights. You're practically a slave. Like that man was practically a slave for that long. And they pretty much paid him all that free, like that time, how much you think his freedom was worth. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's 
they're not trying to pay for people's freedoms. They're like, uh-uh, we, we done did this before. We're not going back. <laughs> We're not doing it again. <laughs> we are not free, you slaves. <laughs> That's, I just, oh, it just, it just makes me sick. Like, I could not last a day in jail. Twenty-four <laughs> years? Twenty-four years? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, I could not, like. Oh, that couldn't even put me in a holding cell. Boy, I'd be in that corner crying. Exactly. Oh, and they try to give me some food. Like, oh. if I no, no, literally, guys. Okay, um, little side note. When I went to college, I had to share a bathroom with four people. It was like kind of like a Jack and Jill style. Like two of us slept in one room, two in the other room, and we joined the bathroom. When I'm telling y'all, I had to pee. I had to turn on the shower just to be able to pee because I cannot pee in front of people. That's what you would die. Shit. I could not shit in front of people. You have to shit in front of like your whole set, like a whole group of people somehow. I cannot. I cannot. I would if I had to poop, I would go to like the I would wake up at like six o'clock in the morning and go to like the public the public bathroom where, like everybody could go, but like six o'clock in the morning, no one's in there. So I literally wake up early just off of poop. Because I cannot poop or pee oh. through someone. I cannot. I really cannot. So, just those little things. I'm like, you had to do that for 24 years of your life? Mm -mm. They did you dirty. Like, you, they, oh. could you imagine somebody tries to pay you for the emotional trauma, mental, psychological that's, trauma? Like, how do they figure, that's what I'm saying. I don't get how they figure out how much money. Our price. They could, yeah, like, that's yeah. literally, I'm like, how much, how much is my life worth? And, honey, my life was more than. Honey, a couple of. Oh, no. Million, honey. Oh. Baby, I need to be up there with Bill Gates. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I've been slaving too. Exactly. <laughs> wow. But it really just makes you think about our criminal justice system. And, you know, I don't want to victim shame this victim, but mm, you need to know a little bit better. You need to do a little bad i wonder how the victim feels now if he or sh if she's alive you know what i'm saying uh, they didn't give her a name obviously i didn't see any of the court documents i'm sure it was redacted and everything but right. i'm sure people who were involved in no when they know exactly who, the, who she is and i'm sure her intentions were not to put this man behind bars like that i mean no, but court is so serious. Like, that's not one place that you play around with. Like, you gotta know your facts 100%. Like, if you don't know something, say you don't know that and, like, yeah. let and them. And you can say that. Like, that doesn't mean it didn't happen to you. Like, right. I'm I'm sure they did, you know, like the right kit and everything, and they knew something happened. But if you don't know what they look like, didn't just say that. Like, I have right. no idea. And then have the detectives go out there and try and find them. Like, That's their job. But I do know that testing DNA is very expensive. They so, pays for this. The government pays for this stuff. Well, <laughs> you know well I'm glad that, you know, there are people like the Innocent Project who went out and kind of forced people to retest the dna and everything but not everyone gets that chance i just you know. i know honestly i know somebody who's a lawyer um who got somebody who was wrongfully convicted and that's actually how they um discovered or that's how they were able to prove that the person was wrongfully convicted was through like dna testing too so that stuff saves lives girl saves lives there is a documentary every i feel like every time we have um we every time we do a podcast we always talk about a documentary i'm dead i love being a good doc though yes um but there are, there is one on netflix about there's, about there's a couple different ones on netflix about innocent people who've like been convicted mm -hmm. and i definitely recommend you guys watch them a lot of times it does deal with eyewitness statements <laughs> and with the police like talking people into a confession wow mm -hmm. 
That's terrible. I know those people sit back like, girl, why did I sit there and just let them people just bully me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Grown woman, why I let them people just sit there and let me, you know what I'm saying? Like, get in my head. Like, I definitely think our criminal justice system has, we always take up some steps forward and then we we jump back. We skip back. Hashtag, what the fuck was his name? What was his name? Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes, hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh my God. Do you know what I saw about Kyle Rittenhouse? On the podcast. Do you know what I've seen about Kyle House? I've seen, I've seen a crowd of people and I've seen lights and a big old banner that said Kyle Rittenhouse and it was fire and smoke and flames and people was cheering as he was coming out on stage. I was like... And they did the same with Hitler. So, you know... <sighs> What's going on? What's and going he was on? on that podcast with some like famous podcast. Talk about, I like thick girls. Yeah, but... But if you don't go us... And I hope that they suffocate your face. <laughs> don't come for me. Clearly, you get away with everything. <laughs> I was going, I was going this carpet in the house, but you know what? He got a couple bodies. <laughs> 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 He's straight murdering, so I don't know. Shit, I might let him go. They'd be like, "Good, I'm glad you got rid of diversity. We was tired of their asses." <laughs> <laughs> Next, you know, here come. Kyle Rittenhouse ass. Thinking he's fucking Superman. Drop him off like you did at that um protest. Honey, let me tell you something. As soon as as soon as he start with that in court, I'm done. It's over for me. It's done. All that. I just I just I wanted to No. <laughs> Got it. Oh, by the way, we forgot to mention if y'all hear a difference in our voices, we have some technical difficulties. We never refilm. We shall read, but you know what? We had to continue because the show must go on, period. We had to give you guys the tea. I wanted to diversity. I wanted to hear the rest of it. <laughs> All right. Well, that is me and Lauren signing off. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And a happy new year. A happy Honda days. Whatever you um celebrate your these times, happy right. If you don't celebrate nothing, baby, buy a jacket because it's cold outside. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bundle up. Okay, we stay we stay saying bye and then stay talking. And they keep flop chopping. I know. Mm-hmm. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Toodaloo. Ciao. Uh, Adios. Oh, okay, okay. Do you know another one? Abiento. That means I'll uh, see you later, I think. Um, I know. Hold on, hold on. Buenas noches. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>